Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host Scott Carney and joining me is Ali Pearson. How we doing lads? And Scott Gemmell. Good afternoon gentlemen. Yes, the, the it looks like we're going to get some sort of May this weekend which is quite enjoyable. Um, I'm a bit looking forward to that. Apart from that, it's just every day as we do now, everybody's kind of getting back to work as normal and stuff and uh, I use a probably off this weekend, I am not uh, I never got a long weekend um, even though I work for a bank, but anyway we'll leave that there, and we'll discuss um, Rangers news that's why we're here, so obviously it's a slightly different club deck corner um, again, really, as we won't be finishing with a preview of the next game, uh, but we will be uh, discussing some news that's came up, passing our opinions on it different things that we want to bring to the table and maybe finish up with a wee uh, a highlight of the week, a social media, something that made us smile, made us giggle gave us a laugh but first things first um, the music for the intro today was Let's Go by Calvin Harris and Neil Neil is that right? Yeah correct and it was I wouldn't know by, it was picked by Ali so um, this is how we, we kind of want you to get involved in the pod we want you to pick a song that could be used in the intro for our upcoming Club Deck Corner pods, uh, keep it sensible, please. Uh, please. Keep it broadcastable, not something that won't get us took off air. Uh, but we're basically looking for uh, some songs. Um, if you want to pick a song, get and get a shout out on the pod, leave a comment uh, on the post on the Facebook or on the Twitter, wherever you get this, or leave, leave a comment on the YouTube video and your song could be uh, on the intro of one of our upcoming Club Deck Corners. So, um it can be anything you want. It can be a Rangers related. Doesn't have to be. If there's a story behind it, then leave it in the comments. If you don't want to tell your story on the comments, then just give us a wee a wee DM anywhere that you can, and um, we'll be sure to get it on. So, Ali, you picked. Um, let's go. I, I'm not going to lie, mate. I'm shocked that you picked that because that's not the music that I associate you with. I associate you with yeah. absolute garbage, mate. So, yeah, I. I quite happily admit it, my music taste is extremely varied, oh. to be honest. Oh. I was actually, I was actually, when I was working today, I was out in the car, I was driving to Dundee and I was, I had my playlist on and it goes from some amount of random stuff to the next. Scotia <laughs> thought it would be Michael Bublé. I'm not embarrassed to say I enjoy Michael Bublé, but I went with... You don't, ne- you don't just enjoy Michael Bublé, you overindulge in Michael oh, Bublé. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant at me, Phil. But you, you love him as well. You just don't admit it. But I can admit it. But no, I picked I picked Neil Let's Go because um, with Calvin Harris because it's a link to when Stephen Gerrard first came in at Ibrox and his, his first scene, which got us all going, was Let's Go. And I remember being at Ibrox and they played that song all the time when you went out to your seat. So that's why I chose that one to do. That's fair enough, mate. As I say, that's absolutely fair enough. Um, we'll give Scotia a go as well. Um, you won't God, want that. God knows what that's going to end up being. Bling uh, one eight something like that. I don't mind about one eight two. By the way, I, I didn't mind them when I was younger. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then well, obviously Jamie as well. Jamie can't be with us um, tonight, unfortunately. Uh, but he will be coming back on. We've not scared them off, lads. He's definitely still up for coming back on. And then we'll put it over to the podders uh, to pick their tune. Um, so please get involved. As I say, leave us a comment, whatever you can, um, or DM us, whatever, whatever's best for you. Pick a wee song, and if there's a wee story behind it, and we'll be sure to get it at the start of the pod. So let's move on to the Rangers news that's been happening, gentlemen. Um, the football season might have finished, but clearly the news of Rangers never, ever stops. Life as a Rangers fan never, ever stops. So Ali, do you want to kick us off with what um, you want to talk about today? Yeah, everyone would have got a, an email beginning of the week about Edmondson House. Obviously, that you, if you've driven past the Ibrox recently, you can see it's been the old one's been demolished and they're, they're starting work on a new one. It's going to be ready for 2022 for the 150 year anniversary. They have now got a supporters package, which I don't know if you guys clicked in and watched the video. It was a good video, to be honest. A lot of guys actually in the video, there's it shows you through the club shop and there's some home tops, and a lot of people have thought. That potentially is the home top for next year, <laughs> which is now going to start the home top. Well, you know it's going to be like Twitter, what everyone's opinion of what you think the home top's going to be until we actually find out. So I don't think that is the home top. It's just a mock-up for, for that video, to be honest. But yeah, they're, they're doing a, a supporters package. It's a lifetime package. It's a one-off um, payment of £150, obviously, because they're 150 Years anniversary, so that's a link there. 
the features and benefits you get. Obviously, as it says, it's a life, it's a, it's a it's a lifetime sort of membership. Um, your name gets put on the the Rangers Museum like a supporters wall, so you'll have your name there, which will be there forever as as long as Edmondson House is there. You'll get a a welcome pack, which I actually heard with James Bisgrove when he was talking to to Cami and Heart and Hand. It's going to be like a replica of Ibrooks, which sounds quite cool. Um, you'll also get the first opportunity to visit the new museum, so you'll get priority in that. You'll get priority on tickets in terms of events because there's going to be an event space. So I think they're ideally looking at gigs, but I think you'll only get the priority on Rangers events, which will be Player of the Year, a Legends Dinner, etc. So you'll have that as well, and you also get a signed certificate by Gerard and, and Douglas Park as well. It's I don't know what your thoughts on it. It's a lot of money, £150. We've all just forked out a season ticket. We've forked out our MyJers. A one-off payment of £150. It is a lot of money to some people. To other people, it may not be. I think Rangers have potentially missed a trick with it in terms of I would have split it over a year's payments because I think they would have maybe got a lot more people buying into it if they could pay it over a year rather than a £150 one-off payment. I understand where Rangers are doing it. They want the money up front. They want to be able to invest in the summer, i.e. players. But I did think, with the amount of money we forked out in season tickets, my years, I just thought they could have done a even a three, four, five monthly payment just to break it down slightly for supporters to pay over a, a period of time. I, I think they would have got... I'll be interested to see how many people... I should take this. I think there will be a lot of people, to be honest, but I just think if they split it in terms of monthly payments, I think they could have potentially got more people. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. I think, yeah, first of all, I think it's hilarious with the, the whole, there was a wee glimpse of a blue strip where a, a Rangers badge on it and all of a sudden it's a new top. I do find that quite funny, the kind of hysteria that that causes. Um, but it's going to be even worse this season because if it's 150 a year, it's going to be, I mean, the, the, the talk about the tops is going to be rife, as they say. In terms of the... It looks amazing, honestly. What the what they're planning to do looks absolutely spectacular. It really does, and I don't think anybody will say otherwise to that. When I seen it was one hundred and fifty, um, I was a wee bit took back by it, to be honest. Uh, I, again, I know they were saying they're trying. I think they're saying as well. You get my jail's points. Yeah, and stuff 50, like that for, fifty points you'll get for it. Yeah, so I mean, is there an expiry date for when? You can get this by as they're like you have to get it by a certain time. I didn't I'm see not, that. That's I, I didn't. I, I didn't see that in the email. I didn't see. I wouldn't expect yeah. so. I wouldn't expect Rangers to expire. Well, I, I say that they might because in terms of putting your name in the wall, I don't know how they'll do that. So potentially. Yeah, and the whole thing with putting your name on a wall. I mean, if fifty thousand people do it, they're going to get fifty thousand people's name on a wall. Yeah. I don't think so. So not that I think fifty thousand will probably do it, but. A, a wee bit dubious about it. I think the idea behind it all looks fantastic. It is, it is quite a significant amount of money to pay. Um, I'm still considering it. I've not decided fully. I probably end up doing it because I'm a sucker. It's like Rangers go, here's something. Do you want it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll just pay for it anyway. Like so, uh, <laughs> I'll probably end up paying for it. But it's quite. I found it a wee bit steep. I say I get it. I get the whole idea behind it. I generally think they should have done something more with. Um, the MyJers thing and season ticket holders and I know that I'm not trying to be kind of biased in that but we've just forked out money for our season tickets we've just forked out money to renew our MyJers and you're not really getting any sort of benefit out of that for taking up the, the, the lifetime membership I think it should have probably have been not a discount but possibly a discount but something more to entice me more than just give us another £150 uh, but as I say in terms of what it looks like and what they're planning to do it is, it's something else this, this is going to be absolutely brilliant and it's going to, it's something that's very long overdue in, in terms of a, a museum and I'm very excited to see what they do with it and no matter if I, I do or I don't I'll put my name down on a waiting list if I don't um, to make sure that I get in there as soon as I possibly can uh, Scotia what's, what's your thoughts on the um, Edmondson House and the the, mem the lifetime membership thing. Yeah, I mean, ever since Edmondson House, you know, gets started getting rebuilt, I've been looking really forward to it. Look, really like the plans that if Kenny get released, I think they're still on track to complete it by the twenty twenty two. 
I did see, you know, the boy Michael Seafarer on Twitter posts quite a lot of information. Then again, I'm sure he'd said something that there's a contractor hasn't been kind of approved yet or ticked off. So there was maybe a wee bit of debate if um, that was going to have an impact on the, the completion date. Hopefully it won't. Yeah. Um, yeah, looks really good. It looks a really smart place. Event hall thing looks really good. You know, we go to quite a few of the heart and hand shows. And obviously, we've been to them in Loudon, been to the ones that they do in um, Dargyle Suite. Um, this one would be even better as well because it's a, again, a larger capacity still. It's always a better mad rush when those tickets come out, isn't it? So looking forward to that part of it. And the, the museum itself, I think, yeah, we've all, we've needed a museum for, for ages. The trophy room is absolutely fabulous, but you're kind of in and out. Well, you're not in and out because you, you will go around and look at everything, but it's a, quite a small space. Um, to have a kind of museum, you know, sim- to, to clubs um, similarly, like I've been to tours in Liverpool, Barcelona and uh, Milan, um, and the, the tours of this, their stadiums were great, and I think I'd have far more, well, definitely would have far more interest going through looking at all the stuff about Rangers, particularly all the, the historical stuff before the sort of mid-80s. Um, so really looking forward to that. I'm similar to yourselves in terms of the the price. Actually, I was looking at it the other day. I didn't realise it was 150. Went in and then clicked, opened up the wee the wee button that scrolls down on your phone to show you the price. I was like, oh, 150. That's a, that's a bit steep. Yeah, you, know, you don't like sort of shelling out huge amounts of money at the one time. As Ali says, if it's structured over a kind of monthly period, then it doesn't seem too bad. But the more I've thought about it this week, I'm like, no, nah, it's payday tomorrow. I was on holiday for a week and I didn't do anything. So I've, I've kind of saved more money this month than I thought I would. So I think I'll be tempted. But yeah. I, I'll, I won't make any rash decisions. But I, I was a wee bit concerned, like you'd mentioned, that there's maybe a limit to the amount of packages available or there's a there's a cut-off date. So I'll need to look into it in a wee bit more detail. I mean, no matter what, I mean, they could have priced it at a grand, mate, and people are going to find a way to... To, to, to pay this and to be part of it and I, I, I do completely understand it as I say maybe I'm being a wee bit um, selfish and a wee bit kind of overindulgent in myself thinking that I maybe deserved a wee bit kind of more but uh, I just felt it was like 150 I was like oh right okay I know it's payday for me as well tomorrow mate to be honest and uh, I probably will end up doing it Ali you going to do it? Probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Rangers are sending Rangers and Castor are sending out emails every day with new bits of merchandise and every time I look at it I'm so so tempted to I'm oh, the same mate, honestly. Castor tops the other week and you know that was a good hundred and twenty quid or so or something. So yeah, you just need to be careful because they are all so enticing. <laughs> I know, and every time there's an email, I check and I go, oh, I could get that, oh, no, I could get that as well. My birthday's coming up the end of next month as well, and uh, I've not really decided. Maybe I could ask for this, actually. This might be mm-hmm. quite a good thing to get. Well, that's from my, my lifetime membership to Edmondson House. Maybe a good idea, but, yeah, I mean, uh, take the money out of it. I think this is long overdue for Rangers to have something like this, and it, it really is going to be spectacular. And for the tours, when you go on a tour, you end up finishing in the museum, and then you'll be right into the club shop. I mean, it makes 100% sense sense for Rangers to be doing this, it really does and I'm really, really excited um, to, to see what comes of it um, so we'll move on Scotia, do you want to take away your bit of news mate, before I come on to, on to me Yeah, it's not so much news as a wee bit of kind of end of season start speculating already about um, next season and it kind of got confirmed the other week, that we're definitely going to be seeded um, for the third qualifying round of the Champions League so I kind of wanted to just discuss like our path to group football because that is the aim for all of us. We all want it. So um, yeah, we're sort of the, the first leg that we'll play is the third or fourth of August. So our season will have already started, which is going to be a massive change to what we're used to. It's usually, usually months and months in advance. It seems at times. Um, so yeah, as I say, um, there's a couple of guys on Twitter, the UEFA calculator and um, Scotland's coefficients that I follow, um, and they're really good, and I've kind of taken this information from them. You know I've got my wee spreadsheet that I like looking at the coefficients <laughs> myself, but I've, um, not, I've not touched them <laughs> recently, so um, all the credit needs to go to, to Scotland's coefficient in particular for, for what I'm saying here. Um, so as I said, we're seeded for the third round because Copenhagen didn't win their, the, the Danish Superliga. 
So um, I think it was Bronby. They got that. So they got a ridiculously low coefficient at the moment. But our potential opponents are Ludigritz, Malmo, Cluj, Legia Warsaw, Sheriff Tiraspol, and Ferenc Varos. So I mean, I'll ask you there. What do you think of that? The, qual- the third qualifying in terms of teams and potentially getting through that. Ali, Ali, by the way, I just realised I didn't actually ask your opinion on the Benson House. I kind of moved on and left that there. Um, you kind of brought it to the table and just told us about it and I didn't ask you about it. Do you want you get anything else to add to it, mate, to be honest, before we go on to this? Not as much. I'll probably end up buying it, to be honest. I think it's going to be cracking. <laughs> I think it's going to be cracking, to be honest. Similar to Scotia, I've not really done much the last few weeks in terms of getting out and stuff because we can't really. So I have probably get excess money sitting there, so... Rangers probably will get it to be fair, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, oh yeah, Champions League. Those teams you've just rounded, uh, put out there, Scotia, decent teams. Do they fear me? No, um, I would take any of them. Malmo probably would be the one I'd pick out of them, um, but none of them fear me. It's it's the the next round. That's 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 the one where we could get hit with with one of the big boys. But in terms of that round. There's, there, there's not a team there that I would say Rangers should try and avoid there. I, I would take any one. But if I had to choose one, I would probably go with Malmo. Yeah. Oh, what's the, what, was the other, what was the last team you mentioned on Celtic? Uh, Ferenc Varos. Before, you, before uh, you go to you, Carney, I should mention that that's assuming they're top seeds. So that's assuming they get through their qualifying rounds earlier as well. Right. So it might not be, but it it's probably will. Overly complicated, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it really is. Uh, but I mean, I would, I would go along with what Ali said there as well. I don't think there's really any team there that we should be um, really that concerned about. Look, that's going to be a step up this season. We all know it's going to be a step up. Rangers are going to need to be really on it in order to get to where we want to get to. And again, Ali, you're you're spot on with the next the the, the round after the the first round. If you are first round, if you like, that's the that's the big one, and that's the one that we will be on tenor hooks, just hoping for group football. Um, but yeah, Scotia. In terms of the teams, I any one of them will do. Thanks very much. Yeah. So for the playoff round, yeah, as you say, this is where it gets tough because it's very very unlikely that we're going to be seeded based on the Kenny stuff. Assuming all the top seeds go through, we are second bottom. Seeded wise, so we will we will be unseeded, and the potential teams that we're likely to face will be Salzburg, Dinamo Zagreb, Olympiakos, or Slavia Prague. Well, it'll be Slavia Prague then, won't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's obviously going to be Slavia Prague. It's written in the stars for it to be Slavia Prague. But yeah, I mean, not an easy game at all. Um, any four of them, I think that's the that's the real difficult one. I think. Just got to keep my fingers crossed. Look, I think Gerard will. I th- it's going to be interesting to see our recruitment and the, the way we the way we do things across the summer and who we manage to keep a hold of. I think that's probably the most important one to try and keep the kind of core of the squad together. But yeah, that that round's going to be a tough one. But I mean, if I was to put money on it right now, I'd be putting a, about fifty quid down that we'll be playing Slavia Prague, <laughs> Ali. <laughs> yeah, if if we get through the the third qualifier. I think is right. I think it's written the stars. We'll we'll get drawn with Slavia Prague, and if it is them, well, we've played them. They're a very good team. It'd be very tough. The other teams you mentioned as well, Scotia, tough teams, man. I mean, there's no mugs in these playoff rounds getting a Champions League. You need to earn the right to be there, and yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think Rangers, and you've seen Rangers previous years. I think we'll have our business done fairly quickly again this year. I only, th- I think we need two, three players possibly brought in. They might bring another one in if we get through to Champions League group stages because there'll be money there. But I think we'll do our business early doors like we've done previously, and we'll we'll be ready to go for when these these ties come. Yeah, Scotia, back to you, mate. Yeah, as I was saying, because we we're very unlikely to get seeded because Dinamo Zagreb starting qualifying one for the Champions League but because we're in the Champions path it's a, lo- it's a lot easier to get out of Q1 and Q2 because the teams you're playing against are the champions of the sort of the far lesser leagues and teams that kind of you really don't usually get into the Europa League um, so it's going to be tough I think we'll get through the first uh, the third qu- qualifier the playoffs going to be really tough but I would say the, the four, those four teams that, that I mentioned that's probably our level based in our our past 
two seasons in Europe, I would say. That's probably yeah. where we should be at. I think we were very unlucky to beat not beat Slavia. I think that had something to do with the St Mirren game the Sunday before. Because, yeah. um, you, you know, you watch the Arsenal game with Slavia after and they didn't look anywhere near as good as they, they did against us. And I think that's probably down to us not being at our best for those two games that we played. So, anyway, a wee bit of confidence to that. But never know. And also something that popped up is, I think tomorrow, the UEFA committees meet. And on the table is a plan. Yeah, a, no, a plan to scrap the away goal. Yeah, seen that. Um, which would be well, it would it would be tough if they done that. But I think what they're from what I've heard, I think the majority of clubs would be in favour of scrapping it after the end of the hundred and eighty minutes, and then you know, and the the extra time, you wouldn't have. An away goal counting, which I I agree with. I think, but if there was a away goal rule was scrapped for the whole two legs, then uh, that makes it very tough. That does make it tough. I'd I'd go along with that. I would go along with the hundred and eight minutes. <clears throat> I think after that, then if you once you get hit extra time, then yeah, I, I would scrap it. Um, it's pretty much nil nil from then on, and it's you kind of off you go again. Uh, be interesting to see with that. What's your thoughts on the away goal thing, Ali? Uh, it's, I like it, but then at the same time, don't like it. It's great if it goes in your favour, but yeah. I, if you're at Ibrox in a home tie and that team, whoever you're playing, scores that goal, it's hard. It is hard. It's but we've played, but we've been playing like this for God knows how many years now. With the away goal, adds a wee bit of kind of excitement to it in terms of if you're away from home and you get that away goal, it gives you a chance coming back to Ibrox, whatever. So. Yeah, I'd, I understand. I'd probably go along with what Scotia is saying. If if it gets to to extra time, or was that extra time you were saying Scotia, they would then scrap, yeah, it. scrap yeah. it. I think that's what most clubs want to do. Yeah, I'd be in favour of that. When you get to the end, then it should be a level playing field at that point. So yeah, I agree with that. Our whole Manchester run was pretty much built on that. Kenny, actually just we took go? the words out of my mouth there, mate. We got to a UEFA Cup final with the away goal, um, pretty much. So, I, I mean, it an interesting one to see. Um, look, getting into Champions League is not going to be easy, I think. Um, none of us actually believe that it, it's going to be straightforward. It's going to be difficult. But I think if <clears throat> we recruit well, we keep the core of the squad together, we play the way we know we can play, um, I think we're giving ourselves every chance and... My goodness, how much I would love to be back in Ibrox to hear that music at the start of the, the group stages. Oh, I've longed for that, longed for that. But is that you, Scosh? We'll move on. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. So just a few things um, from me. Uh, first off, so John Bennett was on the Loudon Tavern podcast and he was talking about the expansion of Ibrox. Um, and that it's something that they are definitely thinking about doing. Uh, I've got a... It's kind of medium to long term um, from the way I could, I could take from what he was saying. Uh, but it t- does kind of go against, again, what uh, James Bisgove was saying on Heart and Hand, as you mentioned, Ali, he was on with, with Kami, that <clears throat> they're looking to update the jum- the, the Jumbotrons and that at Ibrox and make them better. Now, I'm going to be a bit confused about where they're actually planning on expanding to. I'm like, well, what are you going to expand? It's going to be an interesting one to see. But I think it's really important for the club to be thinking about expanding Ibrox. I mean, the season tickets and the hospitality renewals are over 44,000 in, in times like this and what we've just been through. And for us to go and do that is absolutely incredible, I think. So, Ali, are you all for expanding Ibrox? And where do you see it happening? <laughs> if it I, know, yeah, I know we're not exactly construction experts or that, mate, obviously, <laughs> but I mean... If, if it can be done... Yeah, um, we're limited to a certain extent in terms of the main stands, a listed building. I know it's people have kind of built on top. Obviously, what's underneath in terms of the water level where Ibrox is too. So we are kind of limited in terms of things like that. But no, I mean, Rangers sold 44,000 season tickets in a four-week window, which I think is absolutely mental in a pandemic. I know the other side of the city, got the renewals out, I think it was yesterday. Um, I think they were planning and Eddie Howe was going to go round every house and probably doorstep them all and greet them all. 
He's the longest appointment ever. I, I just want him in the door for them now, just to shut them up, give them something. <laughs> but, but um, I, 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 I don't know where they would do it. I, I, I was listening to um, they were talking about they're going to look at the hospitality first in terms of they're looking at areas to increase hospitality seating, which I can see because they can earn big bucks from hospitality. In terms of your punters like ourselves, where would they do it? I don't know if they could build. I don't know if they could lower the pitch again. I really don't know that they've done it before. I don't know if they could do it. Could they build on top of? You've got the Broomland, the Copeland, and the Sandy Jardin. Could you do um, like a club deck type idea up there? I really don't know. But and again, it's going to come down to finance. I think we discussed this in our, our pod a while ago, and the when the, the the listeners put a question to us, and one of the one of the questions was about Ibrox and the expansion, and it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money to do it, and you would probably need somebody to bankroll it for us. It's um, they would get it back because they would sell the tickets, they would sell the seats. That's that's easy enough. So, yeah, I'm all for it. It's just I, I would like to see their kind of their rough plans of where it would be. Yeah, Scotia, your your thoughts on the expansion, mate? Yeah, it would be ideal if it could happen. It would be absolutely fantastic if it could happen because it's even really tough. You know, you talk about the season tickets and stuff and folk waiting. And I think, what's is that about a 3,000, 4,000 waiting list for the season tickets? Think, yeah. the so, so that'll put off people actually wanting to do it in the first place. But you also get the, like, just folk that maybe want to go to a game. Normally, unless you're super fast, they're gone within a couple of days, if not quicker. So it's really difficult to actually get a ticket to Ibrox and, you know, yeah, expansion would be the best way. But as Ali's mentioned, Ali's kind of said everything that I would, I don't know where they would do it. I was, you know, scrolling through Twitter and I apologise, I can't remember who had mentioned about, there was a wee thread up about it just while I was going down for my coffee during work, looking at it and someone had mentioned the time for the expansion would have been to fill in where the jumbotrons are during the 90s. So that that ship's maybe sailed, he was kind of getting on it. And yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think the costs to remove that and fill it in would just be mon- monumental. And plus, thinking all the advertisement that goes in that, that's a moneymaker, those jumbotrons, more so than I think the seats would be. So it's whether or not you know the board want to, to do that. So yeah. I don't know. I, what you I would, would agree. As I say it. I mean, if they lower the pitch anymore, we sit in the club deck. I'm going to end up with vertical if they lower it anymore. <laughs> um, but I think the the the, the corners is just the, the biggest one that makes the most sense to me. And it's that's I mean, the, the cost of that is. I mean, you you would need to completely remove the whole corners and do it all again. I just don't know if that's viable. I I mean, I can understand them increasing hospitality and stuff, and I get that. Not everybody can afford hospitality. I know everybody makes makes they make good money on the hospitality. Obviously, for what the the kind of package and that they can offer, and they can offer to meet players, etc. After after the game, but I I am a fun believer of. Um, Giving something back to the punters, giving something back to the um, to your kind of everyday fans, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm by no means poor. I'm not rich, and I wouldn't be buying a hospitality season ticket. I mean, I would need, I'd need to get a second mortgage to do that probably. So I, I'm not going to. I don't think I'd ever do that. It's always going to be in the stadium for me. But I think. If they are just talking about hospitality, then fair enough. I get it for the business model of the club. But if you're going to do seats, then the only one I can, the only way I can see is to be that corner stand, the corner stands, and I just don't see it happening. I just, uh, you're, you're both spot on what you said. The, the money for it, the cost of losing sponsorships for being on the big screens, it's, uh, it'd be a massive job. But I mean, if they figure out a way to do this and they get somebody to bankroll it, I am absolutely all for it. I really, really am. Um, so we're just. Talking about a pitch, um, obviously everybody's probably seen that Rangers pitch has been relayed um, just now. Um, I think we all kind of expected that to happen. The midway through the season, the pitch looked pretty awful. Uh, so that's getting relayed and be ready for the new season. And just on pitches, so I don't know whether to laugh um, or laugh a lot at the fact that Kamarnock are no longer going to be playing in the Premiership, um, which is fantastic news for me. Uh, another plastic pitch gone and... There's only one plastic pitch left in, in the league. Um, Ali, this is a, a silly question, but I'll ask you. I think the, every team in the SPL should be 
getting rid of this Patrick Livingston? I had a discussion this week with one of my one of my customers about this very topic, and I, I mentioned to him. I said he's he's a, he's a Celtic fan, but he um, I mentioned it, it's good to see the two plastic pitches out the league now, and I said to him, "There's now potential to get Livingston's pitch gone," which he didn't realise. And I says, "We have now, if we all get our heads together, everyone, we've got eleven eleven to one majority vote now, because you would assume Livingston would vote to keep their pitch there, but every other club." you would think, would vote to get it out. If I'm, I'd be getting together, I'd be, if I'm Rangers or Celtic or whoever, I'd be sending emails out to every club that is in the, the Premiership next year and saying, look, let, let's let's vote to get this pitch out because it's our one opportunity to get it out because I'd expect Kilmarnock possibly to bounce back up next season. So if they come back into the league before they do this vote, you could be snookered again. So it's a chance to do it and I'd be, I'd be going for it straight away because these pitches should not be in a top-flight league. We've mentioned it umpteen times. In the Championship, fair enough, but not in a top-flight league. Yeah, um, I, I agree, mate. I, they are ridiculous. The fact, I don't even think kids should be training on them, mate. I really don't. Um, they can't be called an all-weather pitch when it's slightly frosty. You can't play on it, so uh, they are. I, I would 100% agree with that. Scotia, will you go along with that? I know there's slight complications with who owns Livingston Stadium. Um, I think it's actually like the local council or something that own the stadium or own the pitch. Something along the lines. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but um, surely the clubs have to try and get rid of this pitch. Yeah, I think they need to. I think I don't think any players like playing on it. And, you know, even the players at Kelly, Hamilton and Livy, they'll probably have to come out and kind of toe the party line a wee bit, almost. But I'm sure, deep down, they want to be playing in grass. Um, unfortunately, it's unfortunate that it's Livy's pitch, because Livy's pitch is probably the worst of the lot, I would say. Um, but you would like to think that, that that could be them scrapped. I think, it's, was it Sutton United got up to, was it League Two down in England? And some team down in England get promoted and they've got to get rid of their uh, plastic pitch, artificial pitch to play because you need to have a grass pitch there. If they could, well, there's probably more money spread about that league than there is up here, you know, out discounting Rangers and Celtic. But um, you'd like to think it could be done. It needs to be done. It's benefit the game as a whole. Yeah, and I think as well when you're, um, again, still now we back on tent I heard somewhere else when you, from, um, heart and hand is when you're struggling to find sponsorships for um, your league uh, and you're willing to put on plastic pitches on kind of primetime TV when Rangers or Celtic are there and uh, the state of it and the way it looks and everything about it the ball doesn't run true it's not it's just it shouldn't be it shouldn't be allowed it's not a professional pitch I can't stand them so hopefully uh, fingers crossed that we uh, we don't have any plastic pitches next season um, so that'll do us just for the kind of news part of the day so um, as I say Jamie was planning to come on but he unfortunately couldn't make it so I'll bring his point to the table uh, Jamie wanted to speak about strengthening areas of the squad or which areas of the squad would you like to see strengthened so Scotia I'll come to you first mate obviously transfer window is fast approaching mate we're about to be linked with everybody that ever wore a Liverpool top so um, but if you could strengthen one area or a couple areas in the, in the team where do you think it needs to happen? Yeah, well, I, straight away, I mean, obviously it's predicated on who goes, I think, over the course of the window. But straight away, our midfield, I think, needs strengthening. Just given the issues we've run into this season, with injuries to Arfield and Jack, I think we've been a bit too light in there. Um, tying into the Champions League qualifiers that was talking about, Kamara's is going to be banned from them if he's still about. Um Haji will potentially be away because obviously he's dropped back a wee bit and played in the top of the midfield. He's potentially going to be away with Romania at the Olympics. Yeah. Because that kind of clashes with with those as well. So I think midfield is a position we need to strengthen in. And I thought midfield last season was a positions we needed to strengthen in. And we didn't massively strengthen in midfield last season. Got away with it because Davis and Kamara have been so good this season. But I think Davis has played far more games than he was expected to this season. So I think we definitely need to strengthen in there. Yeah. Ali, any thoughts, mate? Yeah, definitely midfield. We've got a boy for Bournemouth coming in, remember? I can't, oh, 
Ah, here we go. You said, you said his name for me there. <laughs> it's, he's a weird. He's a weird one, I'd say, because he was in loan at Wickham, and I've been watching. We hardly got a game for Wickham, which is worrying because Wickham were down the bottom of the league, struggling, and he couldn't get a game for them. Gerard's hardly mentioned him in interviews about Ming coming, so. I don't know what he's going to be, this boy. Are we going to punt him out and loan again, or is he going to sit on the bench? I don't know. But, yeah, I think we need, in terms of the midfield three, I, I would look at two players. Um, obviously, Zungu's gone, so he's away back. There's a chance of losing somebody there as well. Davis isn't getting any younger, so I'd look at two there. I would also, depending on what Jermaine Defoe's doing, I see Ipswich is in looking at him. We probably need another striker up there and the other the only other place and it's been up for grabs a lot of time and Joe Rebo's played really well in the, the right hand side of the front three it's still up for grabs I think in terms of Ryan Kent's nailed the left hand berth down in the front three the right hand ones when you've you've seen Hadji you've seen Aribo obviously I've mentioned our fields played there at times nobody's nailed that down yet so that's another area I could potentially see but you could obviously you could have an argument say Scott Wright could maybe play over there possibly but that's the mid the midfield three is the one for me that's the priority and then defence for me as long as we keep who we've got defence is fine I was going to jump in Ali with what you were saying there with a striker we've spoke a lot about the Euros coming up Oh, I forgot that. I forgot we've got that guy, big fashion, fashion commander. He's a striker. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, so that's, that's that. <laughs> yeah, there's that as well. But yeah, what I was thinking about with that, him as well. But we talk about, we know we're, we're focusing on the Euros and players having good Euros there and potentially increasing their value and whatnot. Completely forgot that the Copa America is on this year as well, this summer. And Morelos has been called up to the Columbia squad for next week's friend, uh, next week's uh, 2022 World Cup qualifiers for Colombia, so the chances are that he's going to be in the squad for the the Copa America, and he could have a really good tournament there as well, and people could be interested in him. So yeah, I'd agree that uh, although we've got Sakala coming in, I think we could maybe potentially look at someone else depending on what happens with, as you said, Defoe and Morelos. Yeah, I would go along with that. The only other place I say I don't want to just go over what you have said because I, I pretty much agree. Um, the only other place I would maybe say is left back, um, just due to I don't know if Bassi's the answer. Look, I love Big Shirley, I do, but I don't know if Bassi's the one to be the understudy to Barisic or not. He's impressed when he's, he's come on and stuff, but he's just very. I hate using it. He's very raw. I hate using that term, but he is. He's very raw. He's not. He's not knuckled down the, the kind of the role yet as such. So maybe only left back's the only one I can think. Um so just quickly for a before we move on. Zungu's left, okay? Um Lewis Ferguson's better than Zungu. I think we'd agree on that. Do Rangers try to sign him, Ali? Depends how much money the sheep want for him. Uh, well, they knock back. They knock back two million or something for. Yeah, them. they knock. They knock back two million for Watford, which I can understand because Aye. Watford's Watford's come up to the Premiership. They've got a sea of money down there. They come up here, think they can get players in the cheap up here. So, I understand the sheep knocking that back. But uh, we've had this discussion. I've had this discussion with other Rangers fans out and about. Would we be having this, this discussion if Ferguson wasn't Barry Ferguson's nephew and, and Derek Ferguson's boy? I don't know. Is he? Is he good enough to nail down? I want to bring players in that, are, that can come into that first team or they can sit on the bench and come in. You won't notice that they come off the bit. Similar to this season, we've brought players in and out that you don't notice. We need players like that. I think he could do a job. I, I see him like when we brought Greg Dockery in and there was a big fuss about him and he he wasn't good enough. That was the bottom line. He wasn't good enough. His heart was in the right place. He tried, but he just wasn't good enough, unfortunately. He might be in a few years' time when he's played with Hull and he's, he's gone up to divisions, but Lewis Ferguson, no. Not for me, sorry. Not for where we want to go. Well, I would, I, again, sorry, Scott, I was coming That's in good. and I decided not to come here. Um, 
I would agree, mate. I think it's it's the romantic side of it, and I would love nothing more for it to work. And I, when Greg Doherty signed me, I really wanted that to work because he was he was a blue nose and he wanted it, uh, and it just wasn't good enough. As you say, mate, it's just not good enough. And I would hate to see that happen to to Lewis Ferguson. I think I'll go along with Ali. I don't think Rangers should. I think he should go and get a move uh, somewhere else, try and see what he's made of for the next couple of years, and potentially. Rangers could come in for him at that point, but as of right now, I, I would go along with a no. Only reason I'm asking because it's one that doesn't seem to be going away. It seems pretty the, constant. The, s- sorry, Scotia, before I, before I come to you, I'm sorry. I, I was, Better I not say what I'm about to say. No, I, I, I would. I would just say on Lewis Ferguson, depending how much money it is, see if it was a punt, we could we, we could afford the punt on him because I don't think you would lose money on him potentially. I would look at the other side of the city. They had a chance with John McGinn at 2.7 million, whatever it is. You know what happened to him? He went to Villa in the championship. He's come up to the premiership and he's you he couldn't buy him back. He's too much money now. That, that's the, the problem is if Lewis Ferguson does a John McGinn, for instance, goes down to championship in England, does very well, gets up to the premiership, for instance, he's priced out of Rangers. That's the danger with these players. Do you take the punt on them? That, that, that's where you're at. So, hi, when you go, Scotia. <laughs> Yeah, no, similar to his both. Um, I think we really need to be looking at someone that can come into that midfield and, you know, contribute straight away if we're going down that route and, um, you know, help us in the Champions League qualifiers. I think Ferguson's at that stage where he's... He will, would be a squad player if Rangers could afford to buy both a, a midfielder that comes in straight away and Ferguson. Totally do it. But that's taking a bit of a risk, so go with one, one or the other so uh, it's a difficult and as what Ali says there about you know McGinn's a good example different type of, types of player but a good example that if he goes down south and does well it's nigh on impossible to get them back it's like a Doran situation where you're getting them back towards the end of their their career so yeah difficult one I've also seen um, Lundstrom from Sheffield yeah. United linked to us yeah, again yeah. he's another one that keeps on popping they've, up they've, and they, they've just got a new manager today, Sheffield United, so he might be looking to, to offload a few players. Again, I think it's a money thing, though, isn't it, as well? Um, he's going to be on a decent wage, I'd imagine, with Sheffield United, yeah. so I think it's all about how much... I, I suppose that's all about it. People need to buy into us, and that's a, the best thing I'd probably about having Stephen Gerrard as your manager is... Why would you not want to play football for Stephen Gerrard? I know I certainly would, but... Lundstrom's well, from Liverpool, isn't he? Don't know if he's oh, an he? though, or, or if he's oh, a red. But um, I don't know if that would particularly matter. To be honest, mate, I don't know if that would matter. Um, but I should say that's another one that's popped up a couple of times that as well. So um, there's potential, probably potential in that one, or it's just an easy story trait. Who knows? I suppose we're going to need to wait and see. Um, but yeah, that's it. And else, let's talk about transfers for everyone. It's all good. No, it's Connor. It's, it's Connor Goldson. Um, Signed his contract extension yet? I've not seen it, mate. To be honest, I did see that the picture of the day today from Rangers was Goldson eh, on Twitter. Um, whether that's a wee nod that he maybe has, but it's not been it's not been confirmed yet. I don't think you might not find that out until Gerard next speaks to the press. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, centre defence is sorted at the minute. I think you will. I think goals. you will. Yeah. Aye, I think you will. I don't see Connor Goldson leaving when there's Champions League football coming up. I just don't see it. Um, Anyway, uh, no, I hope he doesn't. God, he's been so so important for us. You've also got the difficulty that we could find out five or so days before the transfer window slams shut, as they love to say, that we're not in the Champions League. I've got to get put out. So that then, oh, I wouldn't, I'm not going to enjoy that if it happens. Let's just qualify for the group stages, please. See if we don't go through the fourth round. We're going to Europe, don't we? Yeah. Uh, we're guaranteed group football, whether that's... Right. Champions League. Not that I want that. Not that conference. I want that. But it might it might soften the blow if we don't get what we all want. I suppose. Um, so that would do us in terms of kind of Rangers news this week. Um, I kind of sprung this in the boys at the start of the the pod about picking up just a wee highlight of of the week. So they might not have anything. Uh, so I, I'll go first. Um, as I say, this was just we mentioned it earlier on, and I, I don't. 
tend to give them their time very much, but I couldn't help but laughing how much you could not mark Celtic Football Club's neck with a blowtorch. Uh, trying to desperately justify selling their season tickets without a manager. I mean, I thought it was a hack job. But Scotia, you sent it to me, and I was like, there is no way that can be real. But, Ali, you couldn't you couldn't make them up. Oh, the fact... Going on about tweets about obviously Eddie Howe. I, a Celtic fan tweeted that apparently he's already been in at Parkhead, he's met all the players, but he's been doing it in disguise. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody mocked up a photo of Eddie Howe on the big noses and glasses on. <laughs> you know, she the one that was like Mary Berry as well. He's going to dressed as Mary Berry because he looks like her. Oh, absolutely uh, brilliant, man. Nice. That was really good, but um. Today, I seen I think it was earlier on today anyway, I think it was on Facebook, um, it is Paul Gascoigne's birthday today, uh, many happy returns Paul, because um, it obviously listens to this podcast, um, but it was just a video of him that really made me laugh, just remembering his time at Rangers, did you see him, did you see him at Ibrooks? Yeah, I met him as well, I've met him as well. Oh, so you have, so you have, so you have, aye, um, but aye, of course you did. Uh, but the video of them, um, I don't know what they're recording. I think they're either recording the Gaza years, because I think they'd done the Gaza years at Ibrooks, uh, when he was at Ibrooks, and they'd done, um, obviously, an end-of-the-year video, or one of the two, and he takes the producers down, and he, he says it's his house. <laughs> and, he chaps, and it's not his door, and he chaps the door, and he, somebody, so somebody comes to the door, and he's just like, oh, I'm just going to producers there, they just want to see you about my house. The guy's pure closing the door, and Gaz's like, I'm kidding on, this isn't my house. But, oh, is, that, is, that not, is that not the one where he goes and taps the door, and it's an old woman that answers the door, and he goes, <laughs> do, you, do you use Daz? I'm doing the Daz doorstep challenge. <laughs> oh, he's He's absolutely fantastic, man. Yeah. Oh, I just say you don't get many characters like that now in football. Um, it was really, really good. Uh, but I was just thinking, just thinking about there was a few videos out t- t- today regarding Paul Gascoigne and um, I just what a man, honestly, what an absolute legend to me, one of my heroes growing up. But yeah, I just brought that up because it, it gave me a right good giggle. Have you got anything, boys? No. Yeah, I've, I've I've got one actually come on to Twitter today, which I kind of briefly told you before we came on here. There's a big, strong rumour going about that Rangers are going to play Brighton on the 24th of July at half-five at Ibrooks, which would be the t- return of Shane Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> so it would. Yeah, Shane Duffy so, does full circle and comes back to Ibrooks. Aye, so there's a lot of folk on Twitter giving it about Shane Duffy coming back to Ibrooks and everything. So there's a chance the 24th of July, there's a strong rumour going about. So usually when you hear these things, they're usually correct. So yeah. you'd, think, you'd think this could be correct. Aye, Brighton to play Rangers, which will be the game just before we kick off the, the season as well. So I know Celtic play three o'clock that day as well. So the half-five kickoff makes sense in terms of this rumour in terms of them not playing at the same time. So, uh, it'd be good to see Big Shane Duffy. I've missed him. So. <laughs> I know. Agent Duffy, your job is complete. wonder <laughs> if they'll give him a winner's medal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give him a... We'll, what do you call it? The uh, guard of honour when he comes on at the park. <laughs> Scott, Scott, have you seen anything? Um, no, just picking on the friendlies, first of all. Um, I've seen the... Oh, I'm not even going to pronounce... attempt to pronounce the name of the Danish side, but there was a Danish side, their chairman or manager... Was talking to Danish press saying that they've arranged a friendly with Rangers in Portugal. That's yeah. for some point in the summer, and they're playing Braga as well. Whether that bodes that that we're going to be over there as well in our pre-season training, don't know. Um, nothing particularly funny on Twitter. I think you've covered it, and you kind of sprung it on me as you said, Carney. But um, yeah. Ali McCoyst was on um, the Blues Brothers podcast oh, earlier in the week, and it was just fantastic. I've not got around. I know. I know we spoke about the the Loudon Tavern podcast i've not got around to listening to that yet but um i'd urge people to go and listen to the the blues brothers podcast with mccoy because it's it's it is what you expect it's going to be it's brilliant yeah i i i was on my my walk last night and i was listening to it and i, I text you boys to say if you listen to it, it was outstanding when i, I never even knew he was coming on mccoy and i heard that the mystery guest was mccoy and i was oh and I honestly, my whole walk i was just smiling the whole way around folk must have gone what's he smiling about but oh <laughs> absolutely Outstanding. If you haven't listened to it, no, definitely Scotia, listen to it. 
It was brilliant. I, I listened to it the, this morning. Um, uh, really, really funny. It really is brilliant. They three are just like... Oh, I'd love to be a pop with them. <laughs> oh, honestly, just brilliant. Especially him and uh, Coyster and Durante are just absolutely fantastic together. But no, I, I go, I'd urge everybody to go and check that out. It's on YouTube. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. It really, really was. But, gentlemen, that will that will do us for this show. As I say, there's no game for us to get into. Um, and, yeah, as I say, there's not really much else to go on. Obviously, we're going to continue to keep doing shows um, through through the summer. As I say, it might kind of drop and change due to people's holidays and stuff and different time people are off work and whatever else and different things we have coming up, but we're still going to definitely be bringing you something. We're aiming to try and do one a week, at least, um, at the very least, um, just now, um, whether it be Club Deck Corner or whatever. Um, we'll just need to wait and see how things pan out. Um, but as always, Ali, thank you very much for your time, mate. No problem. I'm going out for another walk again. So <laughs> <laughs> you do, mate. You just go. Uh, I've, I've, in, I've got the gym in now as well, so I'm going to gym tonight as well. So ah, fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. Scores, so are you going to gym? No chance. I'm going back to work. <laughs> He's off to a beer can, lot. <laughs> no, no, back to work for me. Yeah, cheers. Sir. Back to work. Uh, yeah, and that'll do us for tonight. Yeah, so it's a shameless plug again. Um, if you don't subscribe to our YouTube channel, please do. Um, like the videos, give us a wee five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Uh, leave a comment and share anywhere that you can. Um, really does support us, really does make a huge difference. And remember, get involved. Leave us a comment um, anywhere you can. Um, or DM us, whatever you'd like. And get your choice of song on, on the intro for the podcast. And a wee story to go along with it is why you've picked that. That'd be great. Uh, so that'll do us, as I said. Uh, thank you to all for listening. Um, until we speak to you again next time. Enjoy what looks like it might actually be a decent weekend this weekend. Some good weather, uh, which I'm, I'm rather looking forward to and we are club at 22 the champions podcast and we'll speak to you all next time we are the people cheers <laughs>